0: All right everybody, welcome to this episode of Locked on Avalanche and we got the news from Nathan McKinnon and it's not really what we wanted. Yeah, it could always be worse uh, in terms of how long he'll be out, but a month is much longer than any but any of us really wanted. So we will talk about that begrudgingly as we want to, because uh, it's just another twist of the knife and all these injuries at the Avalanche. Are experiencing right now. It's pretty crazy. Another episode of Locked On Avalanche coming at you right now.
1: Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: I couldn't get the uh, couldn't get the intro music and graphics to change to Locked On Eagles, unfortunately. So what I had to do was just wear my Eagles. Uh, Jersey for the duration of the episode uh, and you got the (laughs) trash. I'm not going to go that far, sir. Uh, But it it just kind of what it feels like right now. Uh, Thank you for joining the locked on avalanche podcast. We're part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. And thank you for making this your first listen of the day. You can follow us on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore avalanche on Twitter, locked on avalanche on Instagram questions, comments, concerns, and opinions to locked on avalanche at Gmail com and follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe and get notified when a new show goes live. Uh, so, yeah, there's really no other way to start this than with the biggest news coming out of Colorado. And clearly that is Jason Megna getting claimed by the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, I'll never news. forget this day. Yeah, this one's going to go down in infamy. Uh, but, I mean, that, that that is a little just that's just an added like. Yeah. What else could could go wrong for the uh, not that he's like this, you know, key player for them, but it's just oh, let's lose another player to a different way other than injury. So uh, we'll get to that a little bit later. But yeah, it, it's all Nathan McKinnon to start this episode. Um, I, I was listening to Jared Bednar. He was on Mark Mosier's radio show. Um, and at that time, and this is like seven o'clock in the morning, eight o'clock in the morning. He didn't know. He didn't have the, uh, the the timetable on when or how long McKinnon might be out, but he phrased it as he didn't like that he he wasn't able to come back. Yeah. Um. You know, he was he was out for you know first period, and the fact that he wasn't able to come back, uh, he didn't like that because that kind of he felt like that means he's probably going to be out for some time, is how he said it. And then fast forward to later on through the day, and we find out that it is for four weeks. So he is another person that we knew was going to be on the injured list. Um, And all of these guys, you know, as, as many injuries as the Avalanche have right now, and there is a ton of them, none of them are for the duration of the season. So you can kind of look at it that way. as like, man, it's just one after the other right now. How is it going to stop? When is it going to end? But you're hoping a month from now, you're as healthy as you will be all season long. But it is going to be a brutal month. And we will get back into the schedule. We're going to retake a look at the schedule for December because everything changes now. You know, McKinnon being out for a month, all these guys being out changes the dynamic. Clearly, when Nathan McKinnon goes out for, for
1: a solid month, that changes the narrative of everything. As it currently sits, your avalanche are fourth in the central, behind Dallas, Winnipeg, Minnesota. Mm. There are no more easy games without Nathan McKinnon. You don't have that luxury of Nathan McKinnon doing Nathan McKinnon things. He is now technically the caboose on the injury train. Laniscog Gog will be coming back before him, theoretically, possibly.
0: Uh, it could be right around the same time. I remember what was just going off the 12 weeks, you know, and and what we're counting down. I think that takes you kind of like into the teens of mm-hmm. January. So we're at, at December 6th as, you know, we're recording this. So they're going to be close to two of them for when they return. McKenna and, and Lana and that's going to be
1: great. You have Helm in a no-contact sweater right now. Nuke in a full contact. Mm -hmm. We're starting to get the band back together. The valuable pieces are farther away. Well, so, I mean, mean, the way that
0: you phrase, like, we're starting to get the band back together. We don't even know that yet. Like, it, it could be. But we don't know. That's another thing that Jared Bednar said in the same uh, interview. And they asked him, you know, a week from now, because he does a weekly spot. And they said, a week from now, are we talking about anybody that's returned? And he didn't want to commit to that. He didn't want to say definitively yes. But he did say the two guys that you named, uh, Nachuskin and Helm, will probably be the first two guys to come back. And it could be. Could be, he didn't say this, but it sounded like it could be within this week. So, yeah, is the band getting back together? Maybe, maybe, and, and sooner rather than later, but we still, we st- we're still not there yet. So, at least for another week, what we have right now is, is what we're going with. And that's, and do you tough.
1: know, this wouldn't be so terrible if the entire team started the season kind of like how we were last year, still on fire, like the depth production. If we weren't so worried about the production of new hook JT comfort, like you still, we don't have Lekkonen like you're, you're still.
0: Yeah. Well, but you mentioned Lekkonen. He, he was, he's day to day. He could play.
1: He could, he could play against Boston. We don't know. uh, The reason I bring it up, like, he wasn't even producing at Lekkonen rate like he kind of tapered off this wouldn't be no. so bad if we cuz we spent the offseason talking about like who's replacing Nas's production like mm-hmm. um, who's that next guy up nobody stepped up nobody has and guess what you have no choice if you want to win games and you want to stay relevant because you really can't start you, you can't start the slide here and you already yeah. are. It has to stop now. And the game tonight <laughs> it's, it's a tall task. It's a tall mountain to climb, but there's no more excuses at this point. You have to look inside yeah. and look at the team you have. This is it. Um, Get over it. Somebody has to step up or there's no more reason to cry. Like, this is your Colorado Avalanche. Like it or leave it. You still have Kale McCarr yeah. out there. You still have Miko Rantanen. And potentially on paper, if they never played a game this season, and you just told me, Oh, we have New Hook, we have JT Coffer, Dryden Hunt. Like, you start listing these guys, Cogliano. You're like, Okay, we'll be okay, we can, but nobody stepped up yet. Starting today, no more excuses, everybody's got to go at
0: 100%. Yeah, well. Uh, but but it's not the avalanche though. Like th- this is, this is right now it is today. It is, but this is not what the end of the year roster is going to look like. No. And that's just where this is just craziness is just all of this stuff is right. It's immediate. Yeah. And you have all of those guys that you saw the list. If you're watching the game, altitude threw it up the graphic of everybody that's, that's injured right now. And like we we're saying in the beginning, like all of those guys should be back. In a month. I don't think there's anybody beyond Gabe Landeskog who is going to be out longer than he is from when he comes back, I'm saying. Like, if he comes back middle of January, I don't see anybody that's going to be out beyond that. So you could potentially have your full roster healthy, barring anybody else gets injured, um, in a month. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, your your point is taken, like, right now, this is what you have. And no, no nobody feels sorry for you. So I think it's, you know... From a player's mentality, it's it's like you you know this is it. You you know this is who we have to go with for at least the next week. Maybe you get Nachuskin and Helm or one of them back in a week, but that's still not, I mean, that, that'll change if you get Nachuskin back, that'll change the the mm-hmm. dynamic, you know, a little bit. That'll obviously help. Every time you get a piece back, that just helps. But right now for these games, maybe you get Lekanen back. Because they said he was day-to-day. Mm-hmm. Maybe he comes back tonight um, against Boston. May- maybe that happens. Um, but even so, like, you're still down so much. So, you, I mean, you're right in the fact that it's like, okay, you know, no excuses. We know it's not like you're going into to the game and maybe Nathan McKinnon will be there. You know he's not. Maybe Gabe Leibniz will be there. You know he's not. So, yeah, you just got to – you go into the game and say, this is what we have. Let's just put her all out there. And they have been doing that. Yes. They have been playing as hard as they possibly can. They're not just rolling over and dying. They're out there. They're skating. They're, they're, they're competing. They're, they're doing the best that they possibly can. I can't fault them for the, the energy and, and the effort that, is, that they're putting forth.
1: And I'm, I'm saying all that because we have to get past the mindset of everyone that's injured is your Colorado Avalanche, and everybody wearing the sweater is not like yeah the team that hits the ice is your Colorado Avalanche <laughs> every piece that comes back is adding to your 2022 23 Colorado Avalanche because these are the guys that are winning the games these are the guys fighting in the division we have to ask a little more out of them expect a little more out of them and support these guys like i th- we this Boston game is where we get past the narrative of well, if we only had McKinnon here, we probably would have done this, this, this. Or if we had Landeskog, we had this, this, this. Guess what? No matter how much wishing we're going to do, they're not coming back tomorrow. So we have to start appreciating the team that's on the ice because it's just as hard on them. I mean, we're fans. We're just sitting back, not thrilled with how things are going. Imagine putting on the sweater, thinking you're going to be playing with Landeskog, McKinnon, list the injury report. And they're Mm -hmm. not there. You have to step it up. We got to support these guys just a little bit more. We know how things are, but we we got to appreciate and ask a little bit more out of this team.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is this is the the hand that we've been dealt. Yep. So, you know, what kind of fan are you? Are you just a fan that's around because when they're playing well and competing uh, for a cup, that's still very much in play. It's just tough right now. So, or, or do you, are you a, a fan that, okay, this is who we have. Let's get behind you guys. And let's, let's, you know, we're still going to root for you just like we would if we had a, a 100% healthy team.
1: Because it doesn't I, change for me in that aspect. Because like me and, me and Chris, we talk all the time. And mm-hmm. I, I messaged you this morning. It's it's the, did we throw up our hands every time Peter Forsberg was injured and say, that's the end of our season. Right. Right like it and he was talked, injured a lot. Yeah, we we talked about that uh in our Mount Rushmore of Avalanche yeah. uh, players in history. We forget about how often he was injured. Nathan McKinnon's injured often as well. He, he is, but it doesn't seem to last this long. You know what I mean? A, that's what we said about the time. broken nose and the broken <laughs> fingers. It was also week to week and we we're like, "Oh, what are we going to do for a month?" and it ended up being two weeks.
0: Yeah, he he's well you know he's got adamantium in his,
1: his yeah sure he so, comes back quick but he's also right. injured like yeah well the way so, he
0: plays doesn't surprise me you yeah. know he, he's physical he doesn't avoid contact he's a physical guy he's, he's skating around a million miles an hour like it's gonna
1: overcome it before yeah oh my god yes we have overcome yes. it before we've overcome the pandemic season the craziness of last season we could do it again like we've done it many times holding their head above water yeah Many times. So, uh,
0: all right, let's hear from, what do we got today? Bet online. And then, uh, a question I want to throw at you. And then we'll talk about, well, two questions I want to throw at you. One about, uh, you know, who, who wears the a mm-hmm. for Nathan McKinnon. And then did the abs pull the trigger on any trades? So we'll talk about that and we'll get to their schedule. As well, re-reevaluate uh some of these games that they have. But first, we have there you go, betonline and betonline.net. It is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball, esports, hockey, and of course soccer. We've got it all at betonline.net. I've had people uh messaging me saying you got to give soccer a chance and i even had one person say uh you probably shouldn't start with usa soccer none of that's 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 a very
1: valid point very
0: valid point they weren't trying to like minimize american soccer Uh, but you know
1: i know what they're saying
0: i i I, point was taken point was well taken
1: premier league baby
0: yeah so uh and if you love sports podcasts and if you're listening to this why don't you you can find those as well at bet online you're we are always The fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. That is betonline.net. And it's where the game starts. All right. So, yeah, Nathan McKinnon, obviously one of the alternate captains. And, you know, you knew nobody was going to grab the captaincy even while uh, Gabe Landeskog is out for his twelve weeks. Maybe if he was up for the duration of the season, they might have just uh, for the year given it to somebody to hold it. Uh, but nobody's taking that from him. Um, as far as the alternates go, you know who who could who could don it instead. Now you have Miko and Makar, who are your your A's. Who takes it? Who's your who's your third alternate right now? Does it go back to
1: EJ. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, I feel like it's it's almost a no brainer. It's kind of twofold. Production has not been there from anybody. Like everybody's falling off, and EJ's still sticking around. Who would have known? Yeah, it's weird, but and he's he's been there. He's a veteran. He's a leader. Give it to EJ. I think that would be like the
0: the leading candidate, but um, they've given it to Sam Gerrard in the past too. As, as a holdover when when they've had injuries, you know, that's nothing new. Uh, he has been an alternate in the past. Um,
1: I mean, Taves could have it. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a you know, that's or Cogliana. I'd Cogliana give it to Taves could have over it. Cogs. What's that? I'd give it to Taze over Cogs. Would you? Yes, uh, seniority. Um, he's (laughs) he's very underrated and always has been Taze, and I feel like it's the team's way of saying, "Hey, bud, we got you." Yeah, the same way we've always given it to EJ. Yeah, he's always played very underrated, and it's just kind of our little nod. I think Taze deserves it now. About JT Confer, (laughs) he's been around long enough. (laughs) No, it's not a that's a seniority thing. No, it's not an honorable mention trophy.
0: But it's not it's not a production award either. It's you know it's how you you handle if JT, yourself.
1: If JT Confer's not in the lineup, you don't know. If Devontae's is not, you know. Right, but that's not what. The, but the alternate is about. It, but you put Taze on whatever line he's leading. Nobody's listening to JT Confer.
0: I don't know about that, man. JT Confer is a a liked uh, teammate. On the ice and in the locker yeah. room, very much so. We can sit here and, and and you know complain about his production on the ice. Now he's inconsistent and all that stuff. It's different when you're picking captains and alternate captains. Like you're you're more looking for like you know leadership qualities. He's got that. He has that. You, you have to grant him
1: that. Uh, I, I don't feel mix like mix the two. Don't no, mix. I, you, I feel like Tays. I feel like Taze is more of a leader because like he's always. When it's going to the locker room, it's Bednar than <laughs> Taze. Like, it's mm. he's right there. It's Taze is always in the middle of everything. He's always, I feel like he is more of a leader on and off the ice. Oh, he could be. I'm not saying Jay he's Taze. not. I mean, I'm
0: just focusing on Comfort. I don't want you to, you know, get in your own head about because the lack of production, that means he's not suitable to be an alternate. I think he does. We've
1: given is. him chances to lead. Yeah, just, it's a I, different
0: type of leadership, though. It's it, a different. It's it's like I he said, doesn't. It's not a production ascend,
1: he doesn't ascend the production of those around him, no matter what line he's on. He's not the difference maker. You put Taze with Manson. Manson's incredible. You put yeah. Tays with Gerard. Gerard's incredible. But again, you put Taze yeah. with anybody. He's he raises their play. Right. Right. You don't. And and, and
0: you know what you're looking for in a captain is different than what you're looking for yes. in, in an alternate. So um, I don't know. I I would. I think EJ would be kind of up there at the top. Um, And I would almost put Cagliano like right in the second spot there above Hmm. Taves. I almost would. Wouldn't surprise me if he's got it.
1: We'll
0: see. We'll see. Um, Give
1: it to Sabo Ranta. Yeah.
0: Hey,
1: right there, baby. Yeah. There you go. Just Uh, stick it on him. No problem there. (laughs)
0: um, And then as far as trades go. Um, do I like we said, like you know that all of these guys are coming back within a month, but do you want to make sure you don't get so far behind in the standings and then you're playing catch up when these guys do come back? So do you make some sort of move here? Because the Avs are gonna be buyers at the trade deadline anyway. Do you do something a, a few months earlier than, than expected? To kind of just keep, you know, jumpstart a little bit of something, get some more, um, you know, veteran presence in there. because You have all of these youngsters in there. Do you pull the trigger on something a little bit earlier than you normally would just to keep things where they are? Maybe improve a little bit, bringing in a, a veteran or
1: two. It's weird. It's a difficult spot the Avs find themselves in. But you also have to ask yourself if you're going out and acquiring veteran talent. I know Vancouver is having a fire sale right now. Yeah, yeah, that's um, what
0: they're linked to.
1: Yeah, it's how long before he makes a difference in this avalanche system? And this is an avalanche system without, like, we were just talking about who's getting the A. There's no mm-hmm. clear defined leader other than Miko Rantanen, right? And Kale McCarr. I mean, uh, Kale okay. McCarr, but you don't have that Landy or Nate that you have to play your way and around their way. Mm -hmm. So how long, one, will it take the veteran to acclimate themselves to avalanche hockey? And two, will Nathan McKinnon, Landis God, when everybody starts coming back, is it going to be somebody that can work with not just avalanche system, but the three headed monster avalanche system? Yeah. Yeah. I
0: I don't see it happening to be honest with you. Like I don't anticipate it. Maybe they make some minor move, but those big deals, you know, the Jonathan Taves and, and, you know uh, you know, I know they're throwing on like Brock Besser and um, Bo Horvat, like though, those are deadline deals. I don't see the Avalanche trying to uh, make a big move in, in that just for, to, you know, for the time being um, I don't see it happening, but yeah, it's, I've been surprised before.
1: It's not like EA sports NHL where you trade or acquire a player and their stats instantly like, plug into your system and you reap the benefits immediately it took Nas a while to start scoring when he went to calgary and that was a like that's a free agent signing you still you get that out of free agent signings trades it takes a while for them to be acclimated by the time the veteran gets in and be is acclimated after a week or two here comes everybody coming back completely healthy and they're like who's this guy yeah so we'll see um
0: Okay, let's get to the schedule. We're going to revisit this December schedule. Uh, Let's throw it up here. There it is. If you're watching on uh, YouTube, we just put it up on the screen for you. Um, And, you know, things just take a a different tone right now with with everybody that's out. So do any of these games here... um, change your your mind on on the avalanche going up against any of them you know you have boston that that's that's tonight so boston just lost uh, their first game at home i believe that was to vegas so they're gonna be you know they're, they're just angry that they lost a game i'm sure especially at home and they're a very good team mm-hmm. so it, this is gonna be another uphill battle but you know i always uh, I don't know. Playing at home always makes me feel a little bit better. So looking at these games, maybe your quote-unquote easy ones, but nothing is easy right now. Uh, Philly again, Buffalo again, Arizona, uh, Montreal, but Montreal is playing better. So I think those are four games that you, if you're compartmentalizing these and saying like, High danger games, mid-level, low. Maybe th- four I would put in the, the low category with Montreal hovering maybe that mid-range. Um, and then everything else, even, even, even though you have the Blues on here.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, um, they just hung a touchdown on the Islanders. They're so just...
0: I can't figure them out right
1: now. <laughs> so none none of these games are you can get in there and rest on your laurels and just be like well no. here we go this is buffalo we can nope can't no that, that. that's
0: that's where you're at right now yep is 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 the, the 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 players that you have no you can't just walk into a game and with your chest puffed out and be like we got this one no it's just not gonna happen so you're gonna have to fight for all of these and you got some some Tough matchups here. You know, obviously Boston, you end the month um with Toronto, the game before that. The Kings, the Kings are playing great. Yeah. Um, two against Nashville, middle of the road. The Islanders, who are playing great, even though you just said the Blues hung a touchdown on them. Yeah, uh, they're still a, a very good team. So this is this is going to be a grind,
1: a grind of a month. The Blues are doing things that Russell Wilson can't, but it's <laughs> it's one of those like it's you're going to have to focus on X and x's and o's because you don't know the quality of play you're getting out of the jimmies and joes on the roster mm-hmm. it's you have to go in there and you have to the lines have to stay the same that's uh number one barring injuries we're not going to play around yeah like it's it's got to be best overall like you got to have a heavy top line and then work your way down and keep it that way until mm-hmm. players start coming back because mm-hmm. we can't, we can't get cute with our roster, <laughs> right? Because this team has to start playing together and building off each other.
0: Yeah. So um, that's just a quick look at at you know the schedule again to kind of just give you a different, different feel for it, different look for it, knowing because uh, last time we looked at this, we were not down McKinnon, uh, we were not down Lekkonen, we were not down Manson. So now that we are. Takes a different look. Um, you know, as far as this Boston game goes, the thing that that is, <clears throat> I'm, I'm kind of, I, I'm not, I don't have concern about it, but one thing that the Avalanche could have done was they didn't like how uh, Terry Leckening got thrown to the ice. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Wasn't that Charlie McAvoy who did that? Right? Pre- yes. Pretty sure it was him. Yes. 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 Um, and they were throwing an idea of like, hey, maybe there's going to be some like retaliation in terms of like hey, you're going to just maybe put England on him and just you know ha- have him fight it out, just protecting your players. You can't chance that now. <laughs> you can't you can't get another injury, so you can't even and redeem Arturi Lekkenin for for what happened to him. Because remember when we were talking about this last year when when uh, Nathan McKinnon got into a fight um, and it was it was either I can't remember if it was in the playoffs or like right before the playoffs started and people were like, we don't want him fighting. Yeah. And I was of the mind was like, what go tell Nathan McKinnon that Like he's going to, if he's going to stand up for his teammate, he's going to stand up for him. And he ended up hurting his hand and he was out for a little while. Um, You can't even do that now because you might risk that. Even if it's a, a fourth liner or third pairing defenseman, you can't risk that
1: anymore. So that's what injuries have done as well. And it's to go one more on that. You can't get beat defensively and take that that hooking or that holding on a bad beat because your penalty kill is not the same. Your power play is not the same. You can't take uh-huh. those those quote unquote good penalties. You've lost that card. Mm. You have to play flawless positioning the whole way. You can't go get even because of all the injuries and the last time you saw Boston, they took out lucky can't go get even for that because you can't afford putting somebody else on the ice and overextending who you have left for five minutes for fighting. Or if it's a roughing or unsportsmanlike, you can't do any of that. Right. right. You're losing a lot of extra options you have because you honestly have to play the most generic form of hockey and just try and survive and make it through.
0: I uh, And, and to, you know, you've lost Jason Megna now. Um, and again, we said at the beginning of the show, it's not like he's just this guy that is going to just walk in and and be that guy that is, is the savior or is going to be like that just steps up his game immensely because of all these injuries. But, you know, he's a guy that, you know, you were talking about knowing the system. He knows the system. He's been here for years. He was a call up all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, they they did not anticipate anybody picking him up and it was you know what they've been doing all year long with with cap uh, you know freeing up some cap space and things like that and you always run that risk that someone is going to grab a guy and for whatever reason Anaheim who I believe is number one in the waiver wire lineup snagged him apparently what? they just watched his do... last game <laughs> <laughs> what he's gonna do to to improve that team, I have no idea. Uh I, I'm just sitting there I'm just, I, and thinking like Anaheim's just sitting there, just like, oh, how how can you know they're the defending Stanley Cup? How can we make their lives more miserable? Let's just claim a guy that they they just put up on way route. I don't understand it. Um, I don't understand you know why wh- why Anaheim would pick him up. I understand why the Avalanche put him up for waivers but that that's a risk that every team who puts a player up on waivers runs um and not many guys get claimed no um it happens it sure happens but i was a little bit surprised to see that
1: happening and you know I mean, the no. waiver wire is kind of juicy now the Avs, instead of playing trade yeah there you I, go do I mean, you look at that i would i would definitely look at the waiver wire because The Avs aren't the only team playing with the cap right now. There's some interesting names on the waiver wire right now. So I would dip my toe into that. But honestly, I would keep pulling Eagles because you got to know the system and you got to work together and you keep pulling them up enough. You're going to have half Avalanche, half Eagles roster. And those lines can work together. Yeah.
0: It's going to be a fun and interesting month. Maybe maybe fun's the wrong word, but, you know. You know what I mean by that? Um, so, and, and and what better way or worse way to start this whole thing off against the Boston Bruins? So, uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll, if nothing else, like you're saying, they can bring up a lot of Eagles. It's going to be an experienced month. experienced driven month for these guys. So, uh, we shall see. Whatever happens, Kyle and I will be back tomorrow to discuss it all so make sure you tune in tomorrow but thank you for tuning in today and making this your first listen of the day always appreciated comment away in the comment section over on youtube so uh we like interacting with you guys and i'm sure there's a lot of feelings and emotions going on about what's going on right now with the abs use it use the comment section as your uh your frustration posts yeah we understand you yeah we feel it Um, All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in, and uh, we will see everybody tomorrow to discuss the Avalanche and the Bruins. He's Mister Shaggy Von Doom. I am Chris Maselli, and this is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. See you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs. Go.